previously on Masks and Mayhem. Ramos, as always, is trying to keep a stern face. This is a small, unclaimed island off the coast of Australia. We had a contact in the Australian government reach out to us, and he noted some unusual shipments going in and out and sent us the info, and we were able to get a brief satellite image of this area. We had to reconfigure a number of times to get anything. Uh, There appears to be some kind of communications blackout in the area. Based on some of the shipping information he was able to glean, we have reason to believe this involves biological weapons. Oh no. Oh shit. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to escort Dr. Matthews to the island, get us a readout on the area, and if there are any weapons, to discover them and attempt to neutralize them. And the lights turn on in the other room like... And it is, well, it is a room full of the moaning, shambling undead. Okay, so they're doing necromancy. Above all of the whirring and sounds and noises of the various facility parts, you just heard a... I'm just going to turn to the scientist, deadpan, and go, what the actual fuck? What are you trying to make? Light of the living dead? What the hell? Someone looks at you and he says, are, are we getting out of here, boss? Oh, I was going to ask you if we had everything we needed. Uh, and he's, and he's got, he looks, he secures the vials in his briefcase. He checks his scan logs and, and lo- loads them away. Yeah, I think I've got everything I need. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Right, so I look at him. I slam the button underneath the desk and then before he could blink awake, I'm out. Alright, and then the blast doors close behind you, and the last thing you see is Daryl looking very pissed off. The door has locked behind you. The alarm sounds in the distance. Sloan looks down and verifies that the vials are secure. What do you do? We gotta get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Basically. Yeah, not a fan of zombies. Zero percent fan of zombies. How much does Yardak know about zombies? Um. I bet there are mer-zombies, I'm sure. Yeah, mer-zombies. Zermades. We call them zermades. I just thought of a really funny thing. What if the art I thought of, thought, saw a zombie movie and thought they were like a lot more common than they actually are?
<laughs> Let's see. Yeah, there is a lot of those movies. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's a question of how much pop culture, human pop culture, Yardak has absorbed, or very specifically, how like a disproportionate amount of zombie pop culture. Apparently, if this was a couple years ago, like there was a lot of zombie pop culture. Yeah, but like, wouldn't that be terrifying for somebody who has zero idea of pop culture, and suddenly they think zombies are a way more prevalent issue than they actually are? <laughs> It's like quicksand in kids' shows. I was about to say that. So yeah, so what are you guys doing? Who's getting character? What are you guys doing? Um, okay, we're still in- we're in that hallway right outside where we locked the scientists, right? You're, you're right at the- you're right now at the hallway, um, from the map that you have on- was it Ruby's phone, I believe? Ruby took a picture of the map? Yes. Yeah, on Ruby's phone, you can see that the hallway you're in connects to, like, the docking area that you originally came from. We have to get out of here before someone gets bit, and then one of us has to, like- kill them or that someone has to sacrifice themselves. I don't know. Zombies are no good. Uh, let's not go there with the hypotheticals. I don't know why my first, like, when you're like, in case somebody gets bit, my first thought was, yeah, because I don't want to suck the poison out of them. <laughs> <laughs> like it's frickin' snake venom. Nope, Ruby's straight up gonna just, you know, chop their head off. That's what you're supposed to do with zombies. Or you cut off the bite, anyway. Hold on, that area that like our only way forward that is the space that we avoided before because there were guards there right uh no the guards were like didn't we come through where it says number 11 and then we went down correct you went from 11 yeah you went so you came in through the docks and you slid over to like that hallway because you heard people coming from the other direction okay um but by now because of all the ruckus we've caused and the like I think they know we're here. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they don't know where. That's true. They don't know where. They don't know where, and we've made all the noise, like, more to the other side, so... Yeah. I mean, obviously we have to keep being stealthy if we, like, as much as we can, and check out whether the guard- the guards we saw when we first got here are still there. Yeah. Where- <laughs> sorry, where were the guards again when we first got here? What room? Well, when you first got here, you didn't see guards, but you heard people in uh, the area that's connected to the docks. So pretty much there's like, if you kept going from where you are now, you'd go into a room that connects to the docks, but you had definitely heard people in that room previously. You didn't see them, though. You were trying to avoid them, so you like snuck off before they came to you. Are there windows on that door to that room? Uh, there are not. The end of this hallway is a solid door. Can I use a perception check to see if I still hear what's going on in there? In, like, trying to figure out, like, through the door what's going on in that room? Yeah. Okay. Let's all do that, team. Yeah. Okay. Team perception. <gasps> 20! But Good I job. didn't even I add percentage yet. Hold on. Or points. So you got a nat 20? I got a nat 20. So nice. where's my perception? There it is. <gasps> so that means I got 29. Okay. Ooh. What are we at? 29? What has everybody else got? I got, uh, 8 plus 4 is 12. <laughs> 13. Okay. No one else really picks up on it so much, but Myra, you do, like, you definitely hear, like, either a lot of footsteps, you're not able to differentiate, it's either a lot of footsteps or some really hard footsteps of whatever, whatever's on the other side. So it could be one person or five people. Or it could be zombies, maybe? I hope, I hope all the zombies are where they were. Uh, zombies need to stay, stay away from me, so help me God. Yeah. So, all right, so what's the plan? Well, we can only go forward. <gasps> Idea. 
Ruby has seen what the scientist looks like as she has a badge. Make her, like, fashion yourself a coat and, like, kind of clip the badge and, like, just walk through like you, like, are meant to be there. Oh my god, you can, you can, like, make an illusion of you being the scientist that we just... Can I do that? Can you? I mean, you can make illusions. Why can't you make yourself look like another person? I, I, I meant just the clothes. I don't think I can make myself sound like them. That's where I was going to say the limitation ends. So, like, you can try this, but much like uh, the time that Gemini tried to speak to aliens, <laughs> you may run into some errors. I think, especially if I don't, if there's like a code he should know, like specifically him, I think it's a better if I stick to being just a random scientist. Yeah. Okay, fair. I got too excited. Okay, actually, I can make us all coats, right? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to stop it. The coats thing, that's totally doable. That, I'm not disputing. Okay, I'm, I make all of us coats. Is there, what, I'm trying to remember, is there, like, gills or something I need to cover up on Yardak? Uh, Yardak does have some distinct gills, like, under his jawline. So, along with the coat, I'm going to make Yardak a, um, a turtleneck to cover <laughs> up his gills. Okay. <laughs> Dan looks so disappointed in this idea. Like, he just hates the idea of having to wear a turtleneck. Well, he's gotta breathe, you know? For the record, will covering up your gills, like, kill you? No, I'm just, I was making a joke, like, imagine putting, like, a sock over your nose. Like, yeah, you can keep breathing, but it's, like, not comfortable. (laughs) I'm just gonna make you a turtleneck. I was like, I think you maybe you should put this on. They're not gonna expect any Atlanteans here at all. Yeah. Okay, so you put on the turtlenecks, you put on the coats. What's next? Try to open the door. Uh-oh. And then, or I, I make a coat for Sloane as well, if he's not already wearing scientist stuff. No, Sloane, because like the rest of you, you're all kind of wearing like stealth gear, which is yeah. like, hopefully, I was like, the coat is definitely covering up most of it, but like, you can definitely see like you're all wearing like, you know, kind of boots and stuff. like Black sneaky clothes. I wouldn't say that it's standard uh, science gear. Okay, so I make Sloane a coat as well, and I'm going to, uh... So I have pretty good deception, so maybe I should be the one who does the talking. Good idea. Yeah, what even is my deception? Wait, yeah, what is your deception? My deception? Oh, mine's nine. Mine's seven, so not bad. Ten. Okay. There we go. There. Well, part of my power is tricking people into thinking they're seeing stuff, so I kind of needed to go to that. Okay, so you're going to try and go through the door? Yes. The key card will get you through, right? Oh, well, it's not. This one's actually not a key card door, just like a regular opening door. Oh, then I just open it then. Yeah, yeah. And it's and the door is actually unlocked. So when you open up the door, it opens up to like a fairly like open space room. It's got like boxes and, and shipping containers and stuff like it's very clearly like when the docks come in, like this is where stuff goes. Mm-hmm. Or when the dock when the docks are open and stuff comes in, this is like where it goes first. Uh, in the room. Uh, everyone roll a perception check. 12. Perception, you said? Uh, perception, yeah. 13 plus 9 is 22? 22. Mm-hmm. Yardak? Uh, 16. Okay, uh, so yeah, you all kind of see the good layout of the room where you see, like, the shipping containers in front of you and boxes stacked on top of each other. You, on the other side, you see two guards. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the one thing that you notice about these guards is that they are, how do I put this? They are basically wearing, like, metal, metal exoskeletons. Oh. 
What? Don't like that. Like, you know, they have bracers on their legs and, like, you know, like, hydraulics and stuff, and their arms are outfitted with, you see, like, little turrets on their arms. So not, so not like Brigan. No, 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 but, like, like they have, like, a full-on suit. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm not okay with it, but <laughs> I get what you mean. What door do we need to get through to get back to where we came in? To get into the docks, there's a, like, ahead of you, pretty much, like, halfway between you and the two guards in the exosuits, there's a pair of double doors. Two sets of double doors. One on the left, which will take you, like, further into the facility, and one to the right that'll take you out to the docks. Okay. I am going to try and stroll out of those double doors uh, with just a simple nod and act like I'm 100% supposed to be there. Fake it till you make it. We're right behind you, Ruby. As you're walking, the uh, two... Do I have to roll, like, anything for that? If you're trying to roll stealth, you can. I was thinking deception, but... No, in this case, it would be stealth. Okay. Because deception would be more, like, spoken or, or... Okay, then I'll roll stealth. I am not that stealth. <laughs> stealth um, is 14 with the addition. I rolled a 10 and I have 4 stealth. I have 25. Oh, wow. Why don't 11. you lead, Yardak? <laughs> well, him leading You're won't... supposed to be lying, not... I was like, him leading uh, isn't going to change them, like, in terms of, like... it's gonna, it, This is not going to affect the team, it only affects you individually. Yeah. Oh. As you go to move forward, the two, like, mech suits, like, whip around, and you hear, like, a radio voice, Stop right there! Run! <laughs> no! <laughs> no. Um, and you hear, Shh! As they start, like, walking towards you, like, the- Basically, every time they walk, it makes, like, hydraulic hiss. So, would you say they cannot go very fast because their gear is heavy? Uh, I wouldn't say they're particularly, like, they're working like, walking at, like, an average human pace. Um, I want to try to roll intimidation. And as they approach, I want to say to them, uh, why- I'm going to turn to them and say, why are you here and not over by the blast doors that they can't get open and helping them? Okay, roll, uh, uh, wait, is that intimidation or deception? I would say it's deception more. Deception? Like, what you're doing isn't intimidating to them personally. Like, you're not, like, saying, like, I'm in charge of you, what are you doing? You're just saying, like, you're trying to be like, don't pay attention to me. Yeah, or persuasion. I still feel like it's closer to deception. Deception? I mean- <laughs> Which one's your highest skill? I was like, you're not going to get this just because you have the highest skill. You're going to get this because it's applicable to the situation. No, they're the same number. That's why I'm like, I don't even know why it really matters. So I'm going to say this case, you're trying to deceive them into thinking you're someone who works there, who can ask that kind of question. Okay. Then as the max approach, I'm going to turn to them like with authority and say, what are you doing? Why are you not over by the blast doors that they can't get open helping them out? Lucky. <laughs> You're gonna wait. You're gonna use one of your luck points. Yeah, for sure. I'm using one of my luck points because that was a three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, actually, I can do. Um. I haven't used my hero point, have I? Uh. No. But uh, does that give me an automatic twenty or adds ten to my roll? Adds ten to your roll. Okay. Plus my modifier. Plus your modifier. Shit. All right. Then I got thirty-one. They look at you and they actually like turn towards each of you individually, like. They, st they turn, stop, and look at one of you, turn, stop, look at the next, turn, stop, look at the next. 
So Sloan is with us, right? Correct. Okay. And they turn and they stop and they look at each of you. Um, and suddenly the one turns towards the other and says, radio the others, we have intruders. Bitch, I used a hero point. <laughs> Not good enough, Yardak. I mean, if you wanna if you wanna question why that didn't work, you can in game. Okay, I'm what are you doing? We're not the intruders. I'm assuming they have like some kind of like biometric data reading thing. I would like to, you know, to see try to say to see them again. I was like, what are you talking about? We're not the intruders, and also make it sound like there is a commotion going on in like Hallway, like, 17? All right, do you want the answer to that question, or...? Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> I want the answer, RC. Well, I was say, because Rachel just said, like, she asks a question, then immediately does a thing, and I'm saying, like... Okay. He raises uh, his one arm towards you, Ruby. You're the only one with a key card, and you sure don't look like our head of security. Now, do the sound. Ooh, no, just, just, uh, make it, like, like, fake one, and be like, what are you talking about? And, like, show them, but, like, it looks like... The regular one, but with your picture. Okay, I'm going to do a, a different deception. Oh, shoot! We bumped into each other earlier. We must have grabbed each other's security cards. On accident. And then I rolled deception. Okay. That's, that doesn't sound great. <laughs> um, I rolled okay, though. <laughs> so, well, I rolled a 19, and then I have a 10. Oddly enough, I rolled a 19 as well. So, 29. I'm sure we can settle this in the security office real easily. Okay, and now I'm going to make it sound like there's a huge commotion happening in the hallway behind them. Alright, what's the commotion sound like? (laughs) Make it sound like zombies! You know what? Yes, I'm making it sound like there's people being attacked by zombies. Okay, and where, um, on the map, where, like, what room is this coming from? Uh, hallway 17. Okay, so, like, where you guys originally went through. Mm Mm-hmm. The one guy who's pointing his gun at you doesn't stop, but the other one rips, whips around and runs back towards the hallway. Okay, at least we're down to one. He holds his hand up to the door and opens up and he looks through and he says, what the hell? Uh, I would... So the guy with the gun's still, like, full on pointing at me, though? Yeah, he's got a full beat on you, you specifically. You said this is, like, a room full of boxes and storage because this is where all this stuff comes from the docks first? Correct, this is like a shipping area. What are the odds of me taking a box and throwing it at them to knock them out? You can try to throw a box at them. The only thing I'm thinking about is I'm going to need you to roll a strength check because you don't know what's in the box necessarily. True. Let me see my strength. Pick a number between one and four. Three. Okay. So, um, yeah, so you're going to roll a strength check about picking it up, like depending on how you know big it is. Uh, it's mine total. All right, so you're you're struggling, but you're able to pick this box like up. Okay. And now for throwing, uh, you're gonna roll and add your strength modifier. Okay. Actually, it would be your dexterity. You're gonna th- you're gonna assume your dexterity modifier. Okay, so strength was already done to pick it up, and now to throw yep. it is dexterity. Okay. Yeah, that's determining how accurate you are at throwing it. Ooh, thirteen plus three is sixteen. Now you're pointing it. You're throwing it at the one that uh. Had had a gun on Ruby? Yes. You throw it at him, and you hit him directly, and he, but he, like, swings his arm to, like, basically, like, breaks the box up, uh, and, like, a, basically, like, a powder goes everywhere, like, whatever was in it was, like, a powdery substance. Okay. Great, now we got zombie mechs. 
So, like, it breaks apart, but it's, like, basically put, like, a mist of dust into the air. Okay. Are we getting high now? Like... No, we're getting invisible! Well, I would, say, I would say invisible, but, like, yeah, like, it's pretty much put, like, a wall of, like, dust between you and him. Yeah. We can yeah, well, make a break for book it. it. Yeah. Do we have to roll something for that? He's kind of standing, like, right in front of the door, so, like... Well, while he's being blinded by powder, if if I decide and say, Team, run! I will mention there is a thing called a slam attack, too, which is basically, like, a tackle. Yeah, like, I was thinking I'd push him on my way up. No, like, all of us together. No, 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 not together. Like, I'm saying, like, it's an individual action you could do. So, we can- I can still see him, right? The guy in front of the door? Uh, vaguely, you can see, like, an outline of him. But I can see him. Yes. Okay. Then, if he's in front of the door, I want to throw the biggest friggin' ice spike that I can right at his chest. Oh. I mean, we're, we're caught now, so... Yeah. We have to get out. No, like, because I was like, why didn't you do something before that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you could do something. Alright, sounds like we're entering initiative, though, so everyone roll initiative first. Oh, it wasn't hoping to be a whole fight. I was just hoping to do it and then bounce. <laughs> well, I rolled a ten, but my initiative is, like, outrageous. So, where is it? Uh, I rolled a twenty, so maybe I won't go last. My initiative is twenty, so I have thirty altogether. <laughs> twenty-five. I have twenty. Twenty-five is my fault. Okay, and what was yours, Yardak? Twenty-four. Okay, and... Did we ever establish whether these people are robots or not? As far as you would be able to discern from, like, your earlier perception, they are, like, people inside of robot suits. Okay. Okay. Um, so if that's the case, I am gonna say that, Myra, that counted as your action for Uh this round. Okay. Um, and so it is gonna be Ruby's turn next, since she was the next in the initiative. Even though, like, I just threw- tried to throw ice spikes? I'll just delay myself to after Yardak. Alright, so if that's the case then, Yardak, roll roll an attack. I am going to say because of the d- dust mist, there is a bit of a penalty. Even though I can see him? You can't clearly see him. Exactly. But I but I wanted to know, why are we trying to hit the other guy when we sh- could just, like, run? No, he's in front of the door. Yeah. Oh, it's, so it's not a different guy, it's the same guy. Correct. That I just hit. Okay. Um, so then in that case, it is a 24. 24? Okay, and what is your damage? 1 per max, so 6. Okay. Uh, so, you do a direct hit. Uh, so describe- you describe the throw. I kind of, like, made a fist, like, at my side, and then just kind of, like, because I was angry that we had to fight, and then just shot my arm out, and then just, like, a blast straight from my palm at him. So you see, like, it, like through the haze, you see it, like, hit, and it's, like, a fairly long thing, so it's sticking out of him. Yeah. And you hear, uh And he takes a step back, and then, like, swipes through the mist, kind of clearing it out a little bit. Okay. When he takes a step back, is he no longer in front of the door? I would say that there is, like, because, again, it's a double door, so, like, he, there is, like, one of the doors is more free now. But we're still going to be okay. right in front of him when we try to do that. Hey Ruby, you should you should give him you should give him the old razzle dazzle. Oh, I was thinking if I trapped him in a box, then he couldn't try and block us. When I guess that's true too. I was just thinking of him seeing because he's like wiping the mist, so he's trying to see. And my first thought was blind him. Yeah, but if I try to do razzle dazzle and he can't see that well, anyways, it might not work as well. Up to you. It's my turn now, right? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, now it's, now it's Ruby's turn. Clear. So he is no longer, like, blo- like, there's, like, a door we could get through if he- Right, there's, yeah, there's two doors, one, one of which is unblocked. Okay. I'm gonna try to put him in a box. With holes, I guess. Because I can't tell if he's a robot or not. I better make it a friggin' metal box, he's a mech. Well, that's the thing, Ruby can only do so, like, the strength of her boxes is capped. Not based on the material, but based on the power of, like, how, like, dense she can make stuff. I also, I can make a chain, but, like, it would just kind of fall to the ground. Yeah, you she can't, like, control it once it's made. Okay. He, uh, tries to dodge out of the way. So, like, he starts reaching forward as the box is, like, forming around him, and he's, like, caught for a moment, but then, like, crashes his, like, just destroys right through it. Like, we're talking, like, he just smashes straight through it. And you hear the hydraulic strain a little bit. Rubble goes everywhere when he, like, kind of spins his arms. Now, see, ugh, god damn it! See, I know that I could run out in time. I I feel like we should just run. As I say, are we doing anything else, Ruby? I guess. How could I try and run out the door? What, like while this is happening? Yeah, I would say there's no, like you have the running ability to get through that door in the in the time period. You know, what? I'm gonna do that. <laughs> I'm gonna get out of this room. So what's your parry plus ten? Eighteen. As you're running by, he reaches out and grips your shoulder. So I'm guessing I get stuck. <laughs> Uh, well, let's see. So he, now you, we both make strength checks. I'm not very strong, though. <laughs> 15 overall. No, he's got, like, a firm, like, you try to shake out, but he just, like, grips harder, and you can feel the hydraulics pressing, and it's hurting your shoulder. Like, it's not, it's not, like, I wouldn't say it's not injuring you, you don't have to roll for damage or anything, but you are, you are firmly grasped. You know, why are you even protecting this place? What they're making here is an abomination. Appealing to his morality. You know what? I just want to be angry. Okay. Uh, so it's his turn, actually, now. Oh, no. I don't like that. I don't like that. He doesn't get a turn, um, so I'm a said so. Oh, yeah, <laughs> is that so? So he just turns and, like, throws you to the ground. He lets He's letting go, but he, like, turned and, like, threw you to the ground, so you're, like, Ow. prone now. Rude. <laughs> and then the other guy it, it's his turn now and the other guy swings his arm through the mist uh to like finish clearing it out and steadies his turret on you guys on uh specifically on you yardak no thank you uh or actually sorry no on myra wait what did he do uh he basically like, he swiped his arm out to clear away the mist uh-huh. and then he like raised his his uh turret arm uh and took aim at you oh well, I could quickly get out of the way, but where's Ruby now? Uh, Ruby is right, like pretty much right where she's at. On the ground. Yeah, she's on the ground now. Like, like you got thrown to the ground. Like, you got the wind knocked out of you. Shit. And the dude's like just standing there, fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's like over top of over top of her, and and again now the mist has kind of been like cleared out from the room. So this ice spike in his chest did nothing. I mean, nothing that you can visually see. Like, his, the ice is still sticking straight out of his chest. Oh. Okay, so I was thinking I'd run straight at him and push him with, like, with the super speed build. Okay, so you want to try to, like, tackle him, basically? Yes. And hopefully, when I push him, he gets knocked into the other guy. Please don't, like, run over me. I know what I'm doing. What do you think I am? What kind of amateur do you think you're dealing with? Look. I'm an agent, okay? It's official. Hyperact, agent of union. I am the lead of this mission. I know what I'm doing. Oh, she's pulling authority now. Slam attack is what you're doing. 
Uh, I'm just going to read real quick. You charge right into your opponent using your momentum to strengthen your attack. Yes. Now keep in mind the damage rank equals your movement speed rank. Ooh. It says speed 15 and in parentheses 64,000 miles per hour. 15? Yes. Sorry, you being super speed makes this a little more complicated, but in a fun way. Okay. Checking the numbers on this to make sure I get it right, but I feel like you're about to kick some ass. <laughs> That's the goal. That's the reason I'm in I'm in charge of this mission. Complicated, but in a fun way. Do you mean all tabletop games? <laughs> Here's the problem. Uh, you are going to suffer damage from this as well. Yeah, because it's a freaking tank person. I'm normally supposed to limit you to the series power level of 10. Oh. But this is this kicks ass and I want you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> then I, like, you already know what, what all the result is going to be, so I don't have to do math or whatever. Okay. You do have to roll. Oh, what do I roll? You're rolling against a check of 22. So you roll toughness. So I just have to try to get 22 or better with toughness. Yep. And... 16. 16? Alright. Worth it if I can take two people out at once. Yeah, so since you did that, so you did, you uh, you tackled so hard yes. uh, right into him, but you, now keep in mind, like, because you're tackling, like, you're kind of, like, around him, you went with him that distance. Oh, okay. You, both of you, went across the room because you hit him so hard. Okay. Did I hit Harry Brewis over there with with the first dude? You know what? This one I'm going to have you roll dexterity on. Like, did you run at the right angle with which to hit someone across the room like that? That's fair, that's fair. Oh, okay, wait. Dexterity. Fifteen. You do, like, hit, but he does kind of the thing that the other guy did and, like, swings his arm and kind of knocks the both of you out. Like, so, like, you hit him, but not as hard because he, like, stopped you halfway. Did I slow him down? Uh, so the first guy, uh, how do I put this? He looks cracked in half. Yeah, I fucked him up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His suit is like whirring, like weren't weren't like he's trying to move, but like Oh good. Maybe the second guy, if I didn't slow him down, he'll be concerned about his friend. They don't care about the zombies. I don't think they care about human life. Yeah. Uh you're also um gonna be dazed after that. Actually you take you take you take um a negative one penalty to future damage, and then you're dazed the next round. Okay. Hey out there, so this is it. Last of the On Both Your Houses arc. A lot happens in this episode, so I hope you're ready. I'd like to give a review shout-out this week. Harem Crux gave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. They said, quote, I love RPG podcasts and RPGs in general. This one is great, a fun listen that helped me better understand the rules and gameplay of a system that is new to me. Uh, thank you, Harem Crux, for your kind words. I hope you're still enjoying the show since you left that review. Now, the Kickstarter for post-apocalyptic storytelling RPG Harsh Generation may be over, um, but you can still check out their website. And I'm going to play another snippet of my interview with lead developer Emily O'Neill. Because a lot of times, you know, you'll be playing D&D, &D, and if you don't have a good DM or your players don't really know what's going on, then the mechanics can kind of hinder you. So that was our experiences, and we're like, we want to create a narrative storytelling game. Okay. 
What we didn't realize is that there are already a shitload of narrative storytelling games out there. So we started Harsh not knowing that there were precedents. Once we realized that there were precedents for storytelling games, we found a ton of games that we gained inspiration from. So uh, one of the biggest inspirations, the Powered by the Apocalypse engine. So Apocalypse World, Monster of the Week, all of those games essentially were a really big influence for us. And actually, uh, we went to a gaming convention called Living Games, and we met the creator of Apocalypse World. Uh, her name is Maggie Baker. She's a wonderful human, and we got drunk and talked about human corpses because she works at a museum, and I'm a creep. So You're a weirdo. I know. And if you're intrigued, you can listen to the full interview between me and Emily on our website. You can find a link to their website, though, at masksandmayhem.com slash support. All right, let's go back to the show. I assume just because I'm so fast that I'll be slower, but it's still fine. Uh, the one thing is that, like, you tackled, so I would say you're on the ground, actually. But then also, not only did you tackle, fly across the room, and then you got knocked out of the air by the other guy, so I'm going to say you're on the ground. So the one guy is on the ground, and he is just, like I said, like, cracked in half is the best descriptor. The other guy is, like, his one arm is a little mangled, the one that he used to knock you guys out of the way. But other than that is, like, you know, seemingly not really damaged. All right, so now it's Ruby's turn? Actually, it would be Yardak's turn, because she delayed her place in the initiative. Okay, so, uh, homeboy with the janky arm. He, is there any, like, uh, mechanical bits that are exposed? Like wiring and stuff, you mean? Yeah. No, nothing like that. It's just kind of like the turret area is kind of crunched up a little bit. Can't cheese your way out of this with your water, Yardak. <laughs> Instead of using my ice and or water, I think I want to just harpoon my javelin into him. Okay, so you're going to try throwing your spear? Yes. Okay. Spear is the word um, I meant. All right, so make your attack check. Oh, bitch, I got a 10 in my spear? Okay. Uh, that's an 18. <laughs> 18? All right, and what's your damage on that? Damage 3, strength-based, piercing. So it's 3 plus your strength. 3, 6. All right. The spear, where were you aiming for, basically? Biggest area, the chest. Center mass? Yeah. So you throw your spear across the way, and it hits the guy, and you hear it slide into the metal of the suit, just like, like, cutting butter. Ooh. <laughs> metal butter. Ooh. And you hear, and he falls, like, down to one knee, and his arms are, like, pointed towards the ground. He's trying to steady himself, but, and he's, like, gri and then he reaches one arm, and he's, like, gripping the spear, but he's, like, not able, and he, like, falls over. Yes. Nice. I also realized that I never had Sloane do anything. Whoops. Fuck him, he's useless. We got this. What can- he can't do- he's just there for holding- You know what? Sloane's ha- Sloane's making sure the, like, the- All he has is a, a sidearm pistol. He's just there to hold the test tube things. Yeah, Sloane's making sure the test tubes don't get broken. Yeah, he's responsible for preventing the zombie fucking apocalypse. He has a pretty important job. Moments after they fall to the ground, though, the do the doors on the other side- uh, not the ones you were trying to get through, but the doors on the other side open up, and, like, two guards, uh, carrying rifles walk in. Okay, can we not- Bitch. Can we not, like, waste time this time and just, like, run for the door, please? <laughs> I tried! Yeah, fuck them, let's just book it. 
Okay, but my move action is going to count as me getting up this time, right? Uh, you can technically do two move actions, though. Getting up and then use your standard action as another move action. Maybe you should give them the old razzle-dazzle. Yeah, but uh, that, that's my action. Didn't you- wait, wait, I'm not, I'm not telling you not to do that. I'm just saying that didn't you just tell everyone to book it? Yeah, I can't do well, the razzle-dazzle and no, move at the I same turn. No, because I thought you were saying the other side like they were coming from 17, but since they're coming from 9, it's like right in our face. So that's why I feel like Razzle Dazzle could buy his time, because they'd be like, oh no, I can't see. Is it my turn? <laughs> yes, because that was Yardak who went last, right? Yeah, okay, so my um, so my move action is getting up, because I'm prone, right? Yes. And I'm not dazed or anything, right? Uh, no, no, nothing. You didn't take any actual damage from that. Okay, looking at this, I'm fairly close to them, right? Yeah, yeah, you're like, uh, I'd say 15 feet away. I guess I, I can razzle dazzle them from the here, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, razzle dazzle. I don't roll anything for that, right? Nope, nope. You don't. Uh, what's your rank in that? My rank is three. Three. Um, as they come in and like raise their guns, but you do the razzle dazzle. The one just grabs his eyes and starts like wiping at them. Um, and the other one is like fuck. And, like, he also is just, like, <laughs> r- like rubbing at his eyes really quickly, and he's, like, blinking a whole bunch. And he's, like, still got the gun, like, up, and he's kind of, like, looking towards you, but he, like, is uh, disoriented, I would say. Okay, and I, I and I can't move out the door, right? Not if you did the razzle dazzle. So you stood up and you did that. No. Okay. So I- and I'm just gonna be like, just go away. And the one guy- let me make a resistance check. Actually, can that- can I roll that as intimidation? No, because intimidation's a standard action. Yeah, okay, never mind. So, the guy who was pointing the gun at you still, let's see, he's gonna try to resist it. He is, like, he he finishes wiping his eyes up, and he points his gun at you. He actually uh, goes to fire. So, what is your- Can I move? <laughs> uh, well, what is your um, dodge plus ten? Oh, my dodge is pretty good, actually. Oh. Twenty-one. So, because he was kind of disoriented still, he, like, lets the- he fires, but it's a little off-kilter, so, like, he hits next to you. And actually, at that same moment, like, as he was starting to fire, Sloane came through and, like, tack- tackled you both to the ground. Oh, shit. Hey. Oh, so Sloane pulled a, like, got me out of the way of the bullet. Saved your life. Nice. And he just whispers to you, holy fuck, that was scary. <laughs> And I was like, yeah! And so now the other soldier is still trying to wipe at his eyes, and he's like still just completely blinded, so he's not able to. So now it is Myra's turn. Uh, okay, so I do my instant up, and then I run out the door. Okay. Do I have to roll for something? No, no, you just have to, you just run. I was like, you're just doing a, you're just doing a move action. Can, can you grab some of it on the way? Like, is that where you That would slow me down, right? I did think about that. And I'm dazed. Oh, yeah, I forgot you're dazed. Never mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can only move more attacks. So, yeah, you can do, you can move into there, but that's it. Okay. I'll grab her. I'm not any kind of hindered. When does Sloan get to go in this, like... Sloan just used his his action. Okay. Because that's who I'm worried about getting left behind. Okay, so, Myra, you moved in there, and there are actually... Two more of the mech-suited guys. Wait. Damn it! Anyway, uh, so you ran into that room, that's your turn, now it's Yardak's turn. Like, if you are able to take anyone with you, take Sloane, because he actually has less defense than the rest of us. But. Yeah, I'm gonna run into here, and I'm gonna snag Sloane along my way. 
Uh, yeah, you're able to grab him and like you kind of like you were kind of like running and tried to swoop down and grab him at the same time, thinking like, "Oh, I'm strong." And you get, you grab his ankle and you basically just drag him with you. Jesus. <laughs> um. So you're both in the other room now with these other two mech suit guys. All right, one step closer to freedom, I guess. Is it my turn now? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, since I can actually, I can just go right through the door, right? Yep, yep. Then? Okay, and then I go through the door and see this dude, and I would like to razzle-dazzle this dude. Okay. Uh, make, well, I guess you then, don't have to. One second. Yeah, he, uh, it doesn't phase him at all. Damn it! Um, in fact, like, the second you do it, you see, like, on his visor, you, like, you see a protective sheen, like, come up. Like, it, like, it pretty much adapts to the light. Oh, what the fuck? And now the next guy who goes, he's the one closer to Yardak and Sloane, and the angle he's at, he can kind of see into the other room, um, like, kind of see, like, what just happened in there. And he actually, like, turns away from all of you. Little bastard. And raises his turret and fires it at the roof of the cave that you're in. Oh my god, what the fuck? Uh, and let me do a thing. Are we basically yes. outside now? Like, uh, you're remember you're in a ca- the docking area is in like a cave. Uh, maybe you had to go through like that seawall to get in here. Right, right, right. So he shoots the roof, and basically, I'm trying to think of a way I could like react to stop this, but so basically, he when he shoots, large chunks of the of the cave wall just start falling into the uh, into the water, and kind of just start blocking the seawall that you would normally uh, go under. Like, pretty much he is sealing the cave. Okay, so it's not, like, gonna collapse on top of us. It hasn't, like, started shaking like it's about to implode or anything like that. I'm just saying that, like, he is basically, like, blocking your escape. Okay. Uh. I can speak when it's not my turn, right? Correct. I don't What the hell are you doing? What, are you trying to trap yourself in with a bunch of zombies? You are really fixated on the zombie aspect, aren't you? Yeah. Yes. I thought that's the whole point. <laughs> Your, all of her reactions post-zombie have been about zombies. Well, wouldn't you be kind of traumatized <laughs> after that? Ruby watches a bunch of movies. A couple years ago, there was a shit ton of that movies about how, how zombies are all bad. So anyway, so now it is Myra's turn. Okay. Well, what did you say the other guy was doing? Uh, the other guy is just looking, he was like looking at Ruby and like his visor went dark when she tried to razzle-dazzle him and that was kind of the last thing. Okay. So it didn't affect him. Yeah, and Sloan uh, got it back up on his turn. Sloan got back up on his feet um, <laughs> and like dusted himself off real quick. Uh, one last retcon that the uh, non-blinded guard runs in. Okay, fine. So it's you, and it's two mechs and a, and a non-blinded guard okay. guy. Well, I'm gonna attempt to like <laughs> push this one dude into the water. Which dude? The one that is at Ruby's feet. <laughs> Oh, okay, the one that she just tried to razzle-dazzle? You're trying to- So wait, wait, are you gonna- You're just trying to push him, then? Yes. Not tackle? Okay. Or is tackling better? I mean, what do you guys think? Should I just push him into the water, or should I tackle him? Just try to push him, that way, if you, like- That's true. Okay. And also, you went with them last time? Uh, so you're gonna roll unarmed attack? Ten is twenty-five. Okay, and what's your fast attack? Fast attack is, yeah, three, strength-based. And what's your strength? My strength is two. Okay. Um, so, like, he was a little blinded because, like, the visor calibrated and, and counteracted the uh, razzle-dazzle. Uh-huh. Like, not blinded in him personally, but the suit, like, wasn't... Because you were moving so fast, you got there before the suit even finished recalibrating. I go, like, I do, like, a huge circle to, like, wind up and then 
get extra force in my hands when I go out. Okay. She's getting her jitsu in order. <laughs> like a like a freaking yoga thing where they go like, <laughs> And then, yeah, so you push him and uh, the force, you hit like a little bit of a concussive blast from how fast you went. Ooh. He like falls over, hits the docks, and then like, he's like sideways as he's falling. His legs hit the docks, but he falls into the water. Yes. Mission accomplished. Uh, and then, Myra, that's your turn because you can only do one thing. Uh, so now it's Yardak's turn. I wonder if this will work. Uh, I guess it would be a power stunt. Okay, what are you, what are you trying to do? Uh, you were saying how he uh, knocked like the big rubble into the water to block our path. Okay. It's in the water. I want to take that rubble and like bring it up and have it crash down on him. Okay, that is definitely a power stunt because of how much you're trying. Like, if you're trying to move all of it. No, I mean, just like a, a, like big, a big piece, piece that will free us. Kill him. That will kill him and smush him like a bug. Okay, I was going to say, oh, well, those are two different amounts. The amount of, like, big pieces push him like a bug versus amounts to free you is what I'm asking. Yeah, uh, I, uh, yeah, just one big piece. Okay, if you're just trying to move one big chunk of it to squish him, roll it as your water attack, like what you normally would use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, keep in mind, doing a power stun is going to fatigue you. This is the fourth time I've rolled a four. Oh, wow. All right, so you got four plus what? Hold on. Do I still have a lucky? Yes, you should still have one left. Oh, okay. Okay. If I, this rolls a four, I'm going to fucking <laughs> swallow it. God bless. Okay. It's a 15 plus six, 21. Uh, it's rank, so six. Describe how you look when you're doing this. I'm picturing instead of, like, waterbending and more earthbending in the stance, like when Toph kind of, like, plants her feet. And then I, like, uh, just kind of, like, bring my hands together and up and then slam them back down. All right. And when you pull your hands up, the stream of water, like, pulls one of the big rocks and it makes an arc and, like, almost like a comet where the rock is being followed by this trail of water uh, and just slams right down onto him. And he just, like, goes down, hero pose, you know, one arm down. Or he is, like, crushed underneath it by how much it is. He's, like, barely holding himself up, but he's still, like, not completely down on the what ground. What the hell? I'm gonna go kick him in the head. Now it's your turn, Ruby. I would like to put the non-robody ro- ro- guy in a box. Okay. Thirteen. Okay, the box actually shimmers and forms right around this guard, who is unable to dodge out of the way in time. Nice. And there are holes in it. I'm not evil. About to release zombies upon the world. Kill that man. If they get out, I don't want more undead. You act like they ain't gonna kill him. He's gonna become undead. Now it is uh, Robotty Guy's turn, the one who's not in the water. And you hear a great- He's under a giant boulder. Yeah, you hear a great strain and he stands up. And and you hear all of like the systems like whirring like at full capacity. And he just like drops the rock behind him. He's stumbling forward when he tries to like come any closer to you. So now it is Sloane's turn who kind of backs away from the giant mech guy and kind of gets in in, betwi- in between all of you. There. Uh, and he looks down and he checks the vials, like the vial container, making sure it's not cracked or anything. And now it's Myra's turn. Okay. How many guys are left in the room with us? Just the, as far as you can tell, one, the not, the mech suit guy who just pulled the boulder off himself. Okay. Uh, thanks. So he's doing fine, isn't he? Uh, I mean, he definitely was just crushed by a giant rock and had right, to, like... Right, but he's, he's okay enough to pull it off of himself. His armor is so, like, fucked up. 
Oh, okay. Why don't I push him into the water as well, then? Okay, if you want to try that, go for it. Ooh, this is going to be a good one. I rolled a 17, and my unarmed is 10, so 27. So, yeah, you just... I do the same thing where... You do your yoga pose? Yeah. I'm focused on the dude. I roll my arms in a huge circle to put more force in them when I push them out straight ahead. So when you hit him, he flies and hits the wall over here. Okay. And then, like, ricochets into the water. (laughs) (laughs) So you're alone in the room again. The other guy in the other room is, like, still, like, blinded, and he's, like, right wiping at his eyes. Uh But you hear one of the radios go, Intruders! Intruders docking! Ugh. Sounds like someone sucks at their job. Based on how aggressively dying they sounded, uh, you believe it's the crushed in half guy in the next suit. Oh, okay. The one that I the one that I tackled. Right. But then after that, over your internal comms, you hear a crackled voice. The hell is going on? Can anyone hear me? Gemini. Oh, thank God. God bless. I I heard something that sounded like a f- explosion, and I'm seeing smoke. What the hell is going on in there? Come save us, please. Thank you. We still need to figure out a way to get out of here, right? If they know we're here, she's going to swoop down on the jet. Well, remember that the, the seawall blo- is blocked off, like from you guys being able to get out. Yeah, but if she can come in. I don't think she can. You're in a cave. Oh. Uh... We're in an underwater cave. Um, do we. Wait, when you, when your deck moved the rock, we have still have like a path out or no? No, as far as like that, he moved a giant piece of it, but that was there was a lot that fell in. Darn, okay. Well, Ruby can like make things, right? What can you possibly think I can make for this? Like a freaking like a, a p- and Gemini busts in. What can someone give me? Give me a readout of what's going on. Wait, to get in, we had to swim under a seawall into an underwater cave, but there was an altercation, and one of the guards. Like, caved in the cave. So we're trying to figure out how to get out of here now. Is there anywhere else, like, like a rooftop entrance or anything like that? Did we see a rooftop entrance? No, but you do have a map of the facility still. I'm looking at the map. Is there anything that looks like a rooftop entrance to me, RC? The closest thing you have is number one on the map, uh, which is a hangar. There seems to be a hangar. Where the hell is number one? Oh, oh it's way over there. How, the, how the fuck are we going to get there? Oh, that's upstairs. How do you get to the stairs? Uh, to get to the hangar, you'd actually have to go in through uh, number number one, top right. So, like, the barracks, past the- remember, you came through the lab. Right. So you'd have to go either back through the lab or cut through 12 and 13. This is incompletely in character. As Ruby looks at the map, she's just gonna go, I'm so goddamn tired. You could be a zombie. I think- Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah, Gemini, there are zombies. Just- There are what?! <laughs> I think that Ruby could maybe possibly build, like, a bridge type of thing from that, like, topmost dock to the, to the like, the rock things on the side that are out of the cave. And then we could get into the water on the other side of the... Okay, I think the, the wall of rocks is from, like, from, like, ground to ceiling, right, RC? Correct. Oh. Okay, yeah. She, I think she thought, like, we just couldn't go under, and I could build a bridge over it? She was thinking the same thing I was thinking. Because that guy shot at the ceiling, there is an entire, like, layer of rock down there. Oh. So, like, you can't go underneath it like you did the first, and it already goes, like, from, to the ceiling otherwise. 
So, like, your options would be finding a way to get through there, uh, or like, getting to the hangar, or, I don't know, making making a hole somehow. How fast am I in water? Yeah, your speed is- the speed is not your problem. <laughs> I'm asking about in water. Does water slow me down if I'm submerged in water and swimming? You swim faster, but yeah, she can swim pretty fast, but not as fast. Because, like, like, could I do a thing where how I tackled the dude, but I tackled the wall? That's gonna really hurt you. Yeah, I would get hurt, but it'd be worth it if we made an escape. I will say, like, yeah, you could try something like that, but you're not gonna get anywhere near your full uh, rank in that. Yeah. It's... Also, you'd be tackling into a fucking wall. Yeah. There's not a way you can make, like, enough water to, like, just pound the wall down. Could I do that? Uh, I could say you could try, as as I as I am always want to let you let you do. Okay, fuck it. Can, I, I could make. Can I make like a battering ring for him to like shove into the wall? Yes, do it. Whose turn is it? You're out of initiative right now, but like you need to you need to figure out um what you're doing. Okay, I would like to make a like an old school battering ring, just like a giant like wog thing, I guess. Do I need to roll for that? <laughs> so you're, if you're just making it, no. If you're trying to use it, then yes. Well, I'm, I'm making it for him to use with the water. No, I think we're just going to make it and then look at it. Well, I'm just saying, like, if she <laughs> wants... Y- she does not have to roll for Yardak to go, is my point. Okay, I said Yardak. Yardak, do you know what a battering ring is? Is that something that, like, Atlanteans have? I mean, we have wood, like, driftwood and things that we can use. Rocks. So, like, I mean, it's not completely foreign, it's just not something that's used. Yeah. I'm going to try and make, like, a giant log to use this one. Okay. And do you think you could use the water to just, like, shove it at that wall? Yeah. I mean, I guess it would just, like, it would only help. Because, I mean, like, the water is its own thing, but I guess the, like, that would just, I guess, add a little bit. Yeah. So, oh, what you're- oh, okay, I thought you were gonna just have Yardak use the battering ram, but you mean use the water to, like, shove the ram into the wall. I was thinking use the water would be- would be stronger, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna use the water. Yeah, plus- Because there's, uh, the whole ocean, so there's a lot of it. (laughs) Oh, I have an idea. What if when we- when Yardak throws it- Myra, can you electrocute it? That would probably help, right? Um, I don't see what- Harm it is to try. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna make it now. So I'm gonna make the biggest... I'm very excited about this now, guys. <laughs> okay, I'm making a, just a huge log. It looks like a goddamn redwood. Good. Just huge and strong and as sturdy as I can make it. Just a sequoia coming at you. So if you're gonna try doing this, everyone's gonna roll an attack check for a team check. Okay. It is uh, really, like, dark wood. I'm trying to make this thing as, like, big and dense as I can. Just, I'm putting all my, like, I don't really care how it looks. I'm putting all my thought into how strong this is going to be to try to get it through that wall. I will say one other thing you could use is extra effort to uh, increase your power, like, increase the power rank, like, make it denser. Okay, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to make it as dense as possible. So this will fatigue you when you do this, but... Worth it if we can leave. Okay. Yeah, I want to leave. <laughs> She's made it now. What are you What are you doing now that it's made? Then I am going to, like, wave motion with my hand and getting, like, the water, like, moving. All of us should use extra effort. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're all using extra effort. 
I will say, don't forget Yardak, that that will exhaust you. What's the difference between fatigue and exhaust? Exhausted is going to make it that you move at half speed. You get a negative two circumstance penalty on future checks. Oh, all future checks? Mm-hmm. Maybe Yardak should use regular effort. Well, no, mine is the force that's throwing this thing in. I, I'm fine with it. So you're gonna you're gonna use your extra effort to like push hard. Hell yeah. Okay, and so he's got this thing going, and what are you doing then as it's, like, trying? I'm gonna think out loud for a second. Okay. Wouldn't electrocuting it probably be bad? Like, it'll burn wood if it's a wood log. I was thinking that you're really electrifying all of the water. Yeah. Like, you're electrifying everything. Okay, I just don't want it to, like, ruin it, because I'm trying to think if there's something else I could do. Like, could I... Instead of electricity, could I, like, generate, like, a tornado type of thing to make it spin or go, like, even further, faster or something? You could do the thing where you spin your arms really fast and create a a stronger force. Like, not not making a tornado, but, like... Blowing the the water and the log, like, more. Sure. So I do that. Okay. So I'm imagining myself standing with my, like, power stance, except my arms are right in front of me and I'm spinning them in circles. In the direction that blows the wind forward. All right, everyone, make a uh, everyone make an attack check then. Twenty-four. Seventeen. Six. Seventeen. Okay, this whole thing is going back and forth, and then Myra kicks in with her her wind to give that last push, uh, and it just slams in. And the first one, it definitely like cracks the wall, but it's definitely not like one hundred percent out. Uh, and then it comes back and goes forward again and starts cracking just a little bit more. And then you give it, and then one last time, it comes. The water brings the battery back and it pushes forward and it smashes through. Yes. Hey. Yeah, freedom. But however, when you do that, you feel the whole the ceiling starts to collapse. Well, you start to feel the whole area around you shuddering, like the floor beneath your feet is like kind of shaking now. Hey, hey, Gemini. You gotta go. <laughs> Could use some help right now. Request one evac, please. Wait, what What the hell's going on? We got through the wall, but now everything's shaking? Oh, shit. Alright, and you hear, like, a bunch of switches, like, click, 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 click. And you hear, like, engines whirring up, like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Alright, I'm coming. Okay, do we need to try and swim through that wall right now before this building collapses? Let's dive on in and scooch a booch. Yardak and Myra swim a lot better than Sloan and I do. So I think grab one of us, right? Each one of you grab one of those again? Uh, well, Yardak's impaired, right? And I'm fatigued. Yeah, but the, I'm also, I am also move faster in the water. Yeah, you move faster in the water. You're going to move half speed, but you're still pretty fast in the water. Uh, however, you are like... That's why I was totally fine with this. Yeah, remember, you are going to get the negative two penalty checks uh, for future checks still. Just keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Which who? Which one of us do you think is lighter, Sloan or me? Ruby. Okay, then I'll go with Yardak because he's already impaired. Er- okay, and are you grabbing Sloan then, Myra? I guess I don't have a choice, do I? <laughs> I mean, you d- you don't have to grab him. He could try to swim on his own. Ah, uh, no, I think I'll grab him. <laughs> Just give him the finger and hop in. Okay, so you hop in, Myra and Yardak. Make dodge checks. Oh, because shit's falling in. Nat 20. I'll say you do get the negative two, but you get it again, nat 20. What is your dodge? Seven. All right, and Myra, what's your total then? I rolled 15, and my dodge is five. 
Okay. Uh, when you dive into the water, uh, not only are rocks falling in, but you see the guys in the robot suits. They're still alive? God. And they reach out to try and grab you, but you both are able to, like, flick away just in time, even with your even with your cargo? Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I'm sorry, they survived being in the water with the battering? The what? With the battering ram. Oh, yeah. So, yes, yeah, so you flick past them as the rocks start really falling in. Ruby, you look behind you as, as Yardak uh, is swimming, and you just see, like, a whole chunk of wall, like as, as big of amount of rock as it previously had previously fallen, falls right onto the two of those guys. Ooh. And it's starting to come down hard now. Like right it's Holy shit! You're underwater, I wanna point out. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I like to imagine you tried to say that anyway. <laughs> and it, it just comes out as <laughs> uh Yardak and Myra, you come up and you're out of the cave now, uh, and you just hear everything collapsing behind you though. I'm with them, right? Nope, you're just <laughs> we just left you. Sloan is Sloan is with Myra Yardak. You have Ruby, and you come out of the water. Like how long until you? How long until you come up? That's what my question is going to be. How long? How long are you swimming until you come up? As I think as soon as we get out of that wall, right? Well, Yardak could stay there however long he feels like it. I mean, that's what I'm, that's. I mean, that's kind of what I'm asking. Like Yardak has Yardak has Ruby though. Like yeah, I mean, I'm going to immediately bring her to the top. Like strangles his neck or something. <laughs> so that's just what do you? Is it right after you get out of the cave? Is that what you're saying? Like that's when everyone comes up? Yeah, I'm just taking her right to the top because I mean I'm assuming she can't hold her breath for long. Okay. Uh, so behind you though, everything is collapsing. Like big chunks of the island are just like falling from where you're at, like into the water and stuff. Good. Not good zombies. And when you look, you hear a like a like like a like a, like, a, like the sound of like a race car. Basically, <laughs> is how I describe it. <laughs> When you look towards the east, suddenly you see Gemini very low to the ground. Like, the vulture is, like, sputtering just a little bit, but it is zipping across the water right towards you. Oh my goodness. Gemini does, like, one of those, like, hairpin turns, and the force of the engines actually splashes water all over you guys as she spins around. Like we weren't soaking wet already. We're already in the water. <laughs> yeah. Without uh, landing, actually. Okay, before we get it, I want to know, Sloan still has the briefcase, right? Sloan holds up the briefcase towards all of you. Got it. Oh god, thank god. And then the ramp comes down from the back of, uh, from the back of the vulture, and the ramp itself goes into the water. Alright, let's get out of here, team. Yeah. Alright, so you all load on in. You're inside the vulture now. Heaving ourselves up into it. Gemini, uh, flicks the switches to bring the, the ramp back up. And starts powering the engines up more. What the hell happened out here? Zombies? Yeah. They made zombies. Remember, I took a video of the zombies. And I am bringing it up and I'm showing the video to Gemini. Gemini, like, runs her hands through her hair and, like, grips the back of her neck. And she's like, holy crap. So wait, there's zombies in there now? Yep, I guess under the rubble. The whole island isn't, like, down. Just, like, the area around that docking area is what kind of is collapsing, basically. Yeah, there are zo- the zombies are still in there. I trapped them in a room when the crazy scientist was going to unleash them on us. And Sloane looks to Gemini. Do we have any, like, uh, artillery on this thing? And Gemini's like, no, I, you know, we were loaded up with flares for distraction, but this was meant to be a stealth mission. We've got to tell someone something. We can't, like, let these things get out of there. I mean, we're on the plane. I assume we have contact with... Union. No, remember the area around this island has like a communications blackout. All of a sudden you hear beep, 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 
from the center console controls. Uh huh. When uh, Gemini pulls it up on the view screen, uh, you see two uh, missiles have shot out of that missile silo and are coming your way. Yeah, fuck it. Let's just get out of here. Let go! Hold on, wait. What were we debating a second ago? We were trying to see if we had stuff that we could shoot at this place to destroy it. Oh, yeah, no, we don't got time for that. (laughs) We gotta go. Plus, they're on a volcano. I'm sure it'll explode at some point. (laughs) Unless there's a way we could trick those missiles into blowing up that place. (gasps) Hacker voice. Wait, wait, do you actually say that out loud? Yes. Is there a way we could make those missiles hit the island instead of us? I don't know. Like, this is not Ruby's area of expertise, so. And Sloane is kind of like, I definitely can't hack, like, a in-progress missile, but, like, didn't we kind of trick the ones when we were coming here to, like, not hit us? Can we try redirecting them again? I mean, we're all, I we're not, uh, we're not at uh, 100% the way we were when we got here. It was, it's been, it was a tough mission. Uh, so you could do it as a team vehicle check. Uh, like we did last time. Could Ruby make an illusion of the vulture, like, near where where the zombies are so that the missiles follow that? And... I assume the vulture's not actually seeing, though, right? Like, it's... In terms of how, like, the missile's targeting you? Yeah. Or the, how the, how, how does it act, the targeting actually work? Is it actually, like, looking at something? No, missiles do not work that way. Right. You can't include that in your illusion? No, we, I was say we've specifically, we have never established that nothing about, we've established visual uh, and audio illusions, but we've never, yeah, but we've never established that you can, like, heat signatures. Damn. That's like, that's, that's a different level. I'm gonna be like, I know enough about missiles to know they don't work that way. <laughs> Unless they make a giant match again. So, okay, so what's your, what, so you want to try to, like, Trick the trick the missile again? Is that what the idea is? Mm-hmm. Okay, everyone make a team vehicle check. Nineteen. Fifteen, including my penalty. Would Sloan and Gemini try to do this as well? No, I'm not gonna give your I'm not I'm not giving your allies vote to allow you to bonus that. This is in fact you rolling in place of what Gemini's piloting. I rolled at fourteen. Your goal is to try to get the missile to hit this building, right? With the zombies, presumably? Mm-hmm. Okay, the missiles from where they were coming from, like, you know, because that little island with the missile silo is, like, from the east, uh, the missiles are both coming towards you, and Gemini waits a moment, just like a, a hair, like, just a, just for a moment, and then guns the engine to go straight forward, so that the missile it follows it. Yeah, so the missiles are following, and then she slowly curves, uh, and the missiles are following, and does, like, basically, like, a 360 around, like, the whole chain of islands, and she's basically making a beeline straight for the building, like the heading the vulture right towards the building, and you're getting like you're moving really fast, and you're getting really close to it. Oh my god! 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 I really hope this works. And at the last minute, Gemini pulls up, and you actually feel the the back bottom side of the of the vulture scrape along the, the roof. Oh god! Ooh. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Before she hits the thrusters again, and it just takes off, like, she almost hits, like, a 90-degree angle and just starts going straight up again. The two missiles hit, hit the building, one after another, because they were trailing behind each other, and it explodes, and you feel, uh, even though you're flying in a plane, you feel, like, a, a concussive wave. Damn. Really glad that wasn't us. 
And what, when you look back, a rear-facing camera, when Gemini pulls that up, you see the whole island is beginning to shake. The buildings are starting to like fall over. Like the one tower starts to fall over, and it seems like oh, so we triggered the volcanic explosion. You're not seeing any volcano. Like you're not really like there was already smoke coming from all the damage and everything. Uh, but when you look back, it just looks like the whole ocean is like swallowing the island as it starts collapsing inward. Nice. Ooh, aquatic zombies. Zombies in Atlantis. Oh my god. Zombies in Atlantis. Sounds like a band name. This week's Intel Drop is brought to you by Pope Brandon Brownson. Ula Jingaru woke up only remembering her name. She didn't know how she came to wash up on the shores of Riverside City. She didn't know where her incredible water abilities came from. She didn't know why she had gills. For five years, she was an ally of the crafter and his crusade to save Earth from the forces that would destroy it. Fancying a certain affinity for the broken and lost, he recruited her quickly. The two had an intense friendship, and he relied on Ula Jingaru as a balance his team needed. Dubbed Ginger the Merwoman by the press, she dazzled many with her charms and her strength. She was reluctant at first to accept a place in the spotlight, but she nonetheless adapted to it, as she did to all the challenges that being a public hero brought to her. Though she continued to search for how she came to wash up on the shore that day, the question became less pressing as time went on. Of course, that all changed once Atlantis was revealed to the world. This Intel Drop was brought to you by Pope Brandon Brownson. Looking for someone on YouTube to make you laugh, plus someone who creates original music and cool remixes? Well, the Pope of the Internet has you covered. You can find a link to their channel at masksandmayhem.com slash support. Now, let's get back to the game. I hope we killed all the zombies because I don't want that to be a problem later. Right. How's everybody doing? Are we okay? Are we hurt? Like, <laughs> Is there food on this plane? There's, uh, there's some rations. I. That doesn't sound appetizing, but I mean... Ruby's going right for them. I'll take it. <laughs> It doesn't start appetizing, but Ruby needs some, like, protein. I hear Myra ask if we're okay, and there's just me laying flat on my back on the other side, and I just throw a hand up with a thumbs up. I'm, guess- I'm guessing, Yardak, this is not helping your fear of flying? It's like, I just want to be home. Personally, I think he would be like, his fear of flying is overridden by how exhausted he is. Yeah, I'm like, I just, I want to be in a bed. Yeah, I just checked in with the team to make sure everybody was, like, doing okay, like, nothing too lasting, that kind of thing. And then we grabbed some food, and then probably we all looked at that. Actually, before that, do- can I, like, text people on this plane? No, you're, like, way far away. But who do you want to text is what I want to know. Bethany? I want to Bethany know I'm alive. Oh, okay, yeah, you're way- you're you're in the middle of the Pacific Ocean right now. That's- that's not happening. Are we far enough, uh, away from the place that we have, uh, we can, like, communicate with the- through the plane now? Uh, yeah, I'd say you're far enough away now. I was say, because I want to send a message to Lydia to just clear her fucking testing area, because we got some shit coming. <laughs> Dr. Alvarado comes up on the- on the comms, uh, like, because I'm gonna guess you requested her specifically. Yeah. Yardak, yes? What, what's going on? Uh, funny you should ask, Lydia. Uh, we and, uh, Dr. Sloan here have some vials for you to test, and, um... Very carefully. Apparently they make zombies. 
So... I have video proof. Yeah, re- reanimating the dead, and we, we, we took video. So, uh, yeah, that this is going to be top priority. I'm not going to... Don't worry, I'm not going to post it online. I'll just give it to you. People don't need to know about that shit or try to recreate it. And Ramos kind of barges in. All right, get some rest. We'll we'll have a full debrief when you get back. Don't have to tell me twice. Sounds good. Good night. Good night. <laughs> good. Actually, I was go. Good night, Moon. It's just like go take a nap. And Ramos looks towards Gemini and Myra. Good work, you two. Thank you, sir. What am I chopped liver? <laughs> they are the Union agents. It's not that you didn't do a good work. You're not his specific charge. So I can still be told good job. It's just manners. Six hours later, <laughs> you arrive at Union Echo Base. And the vulture lands. And you've only been gone for 14 hours, but it feels like an eternity. Huh. Yeah. Now I would like to text Bethany. I just feel like back in the US, um, everything's okay. Talk to you later. And she just gets get you back. Yay, you're alive, smiley face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and when you land, like as the door is opening, uh, you've got Dr. Alvarado with a med kit. Agent Lewis is, is standing there. Uh, now keep in mind, let's see, um, it's like midnight, almost 1am now, in, you know, we're back to like, you know, US time, so you just like load off the plane. So then we go to Ramos's office. Yeah, g- give this stuff to Lydia. I'm going to ask, do you have any food besides rations? I mean, isn't there a cafeteria at Echo Base? It's midnight though, I wasn't sure if it was open. The, the base never sleeps. Ramos, uh, goes, we'll scram something up for you, uh. And he actually, like, uh, points to Lewis and uh, kind of gives, like, a motion, like, go go get something. I'm good with, like, a sandwich, anything, just not rations. All right, so you all load into uh, <laughs> Ramos's office, and uh, he pulls in a couple extra chairs so everyone can sit down. So it's the the five of you all sitting down, Gemini, Sloan, the three of you. All right, heard a little bit. Tell me about how the mission went. Uh, zombies. Well, we- That's how it went. Well, we knew that we should expect the unexpected, but there was no preparing for what we saw when we got there. We tried to stay stealthy at first, but, um... We did really good until the very end. Yeah, very end. When, um, they tried to... The crazy scientist man tried to stick the zombies on us. Uh, and Ramos's eyes go big and wide, whoa. And I think it kind of got a little less stealthy after that. Yeah, I put, um, I trapped them with a wall of stone, and then, and I kind of trapped him with some cement boots in the building. We kind of blew up the building. All right, and, and so you learned about the virus, and... Oh, I'm gonna show, like, I have video, I took some pictures and some videos of the zombies as proof, but I, I don't want to post them or anything, I just want to give them the union. And he, like, takes your phone and, like, emails it to himself, basically. Okay, and I'm deleting them in front of him. All right. Bethany's just gonna have to believe me about zombies. <laughs> Were you able to find out anything else about about who was in charge or what was going on? The people at the island had the same logo as the people who were uh, delivering the slam packs. In in the north end? Yep. Uh, sorry, actually, I'm gonna say the person who says that is um, Lewis as he's coming in, uh, as he's bringing in like a cart of as he's bringing in like a cart of food. Precisely. Was that, okay? Was it? Something we know, or something that we were guessing, that Red Crystal International was the Red Diamond. That's just what Dan keeps saying, and I just like hearing him freak out that every time anything happens, he's just like, Red Crystal, clearly connected. And they have been! <laughs> I think the 
I think that's right. <laughs> like the thing that like you most recently discovered was you found the same uh, pharmaceutical schematics that you found at Wagner's party. Oh yeah, we uh, we downloaded on the on the fucking disc <laughs> on the flash disc, the USB disc, the flash disc. Specifically, you had him. You put it onto uh, Sloan's Sloan's thumb drive. Uh huh. We damn sure put it did. On Sloan's disc. Um. We. We. Oh. Doctor. So, okay, his name is not Doctor Sloan. So it's his first name, right? Correct. Doctor Matthews. Yeah, his name is Sloan Matthews. At some point, someone called him Doctor Sloan, and I was like, I don't think that's his name. I mean, that's his name. Uh, Doctor Matthews was able to get something um on his uh USB. Uh, drive. And I think we ha- there were some formulas and stuff there, if I remember correctly. Yep. Yeah. And Sloan pulls out the thumb drive and places it on the table. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of different formulas going on here. It's uh, it's gonna be a lot to wade through, I think. Ramos nods sagely and goes, "Okay, so you say you believe you that the people creating this island, this these uh zombies, they're connected somehow to the." Drug dealers on the north end? We believe so. Yeah, I think so. Which leads to worry of, what if these people start turning into zombies? What? I'm just, you know, shooting wild here. That Like, what if it's like extended use of the slam packs and they start turning into zombies? I don't think that's a far jump. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> Ramos goes, alright, there's gonna be a lot of data we're gonna have to go through. I, I want to commend all of you for the work you've done. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I just want to not so subtly hint to him that, you know, maybe it is important that we investigate the slam packs in the North End. All right, what do you say? Something shady for sure. <laughs> um, God, you make Yard X such a shithead towards people sometimes. <laughs> um, well, in fairness, he was kind of told, mm, do it yourself. And I have been nothing but helpful to these people. I'm going to say, um, yeah, I'm almost glad now about the events that took place when we investigated the slam packs, because if we hadn't, then we would just have no idea that these things were even connected, and then who knows what might happen then. Mm-hmm. And Ramos is, like, rubbing his chin. It's it's odd, I will say, to to have this logo keep popping up and these connections. And, and the fact of the matter is, I mean, you've been harping for a little while now, Yardek, about the connections with Tristan Wagner and what he's been up to. Yeah, that little butthole. Okay, the the la- we just go <laughs> like have to like stifle like snorts. Except I, I was not like meaning for it to be funny, which is I guess why it's funny because that's just like me trying to insult him. Ramos looks at Sloane. All right, go home and get some rest. But I think tomorrow we're gonna have to get everybody we can to be combing through these documents and this data and, and see if we can find out more about what's going on. Bum, bum, bum. Before Sloan leaves, I would like to. I would like to go. Thanks, you were a big help on that mission, and also, you know, thanks for saving my life that time. <laughs> and he kind of gives you like a little shoulder punch. No problem, kid. Help? Is Sloan older than us? Sloan has a soul patch, and he's like tall. And like I feel like he's the kind of guy who would just call everyone kid. He's all jazzed up and shit. <laughs> okay. Sloan makes his way out, and also Lewis came by and was like handing everybody food, and also just like kind of leaning against Ramos's desk. What kind of food? Mozzarella sticks. Gr- grilled grilled cheese sandwiches. Okay, fine. Perfect. Yum yum yum. Which Ruby promptly devours. It sounds like. Yes. <laughs> Rachel might also be hungry. And uh, also at the mention of like all of this like Tristan Wagner stuff, 
Um, Lewis crosses his arm and kind of nods at you, Yardak. And you guys kind of meet eye and kind of nods at you. And kind of like, you know, good work, good work at what you've been doing. Yeah. That's all. Just just a little, little pat on the back takes you, it gets you far sometimes. And Ramos stands up and puts his hands on the desk. I think I'm going to dismiss this meeting for now. Uh, we may have more questions in the future, but everyone, you deserve to go home and get some rest. Sounds good to me. I hear that. And Lewis kind of like loads up the cart and just goes to lead. And he's like, I'll take this to the mess hall. And as you're all getting up, Ramos says, Myra, can I have you hang back? Can we continue our discussion a little longer? Of course, sir. He looks over at Ruby and Yardak. This is going to be a little while. You may want to wait to catch up till morning. Okay. Okay. Bye, team. Good night, Myra. Glad we didn't get killed by zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, Ramos. Uh, let us know what's up, Myra. Uh, as the door closes, Ramos looks at you, Myra. The mission was a critical success, and you did amazing work, Agent Hassan. I did my best. And I can finally say you passed your test. Excuse me? What is with this organization and weird tests that they're not telling people about? Perhaps test is the wrong phrase, but I, well, I gave you this opportunity to lead because I wanted to see if you were ready to be the agent I believed you can be. Oh? I was uh, seeing if you would be prepared for the next mission I want to trust you with. Do tell. There are certain details. How do I put this? We believe through our network with some of the work that Alan Rickard has been doing, uh, along with some of the work from the others, including what you did here today, that keeping an eye on some things. And we believe there is, for lack of a term, a superhuman fight club forming. That is not where I expected this to go. I tell you this because given how new you are to the general scene and how reliable you've been, I believe we want you to infiltrate this organization. Like, you mean like go undercover? Yes. I mean, yeah, I'll do it. You've been through a lot today. I want to give you a little bit of time. I want to know by tomorrow at noon, think it over, give it some serious consideration. Okay, yeah, true. It's probably a good idea to sleep on it. I need you to know that while you can tell people you are leaving, you are not allowed to give them the details of this mission. Okay, I understand. I will talk to you tomorrow around noon. Yes, sir. Dismissed. Well, what do you do? Well, I mean, yeah, he- We went home, we're already asleep. Yeah. Well, I have a lot to think about, so for the rest of the- until I go to bed, I don't really talk to anybody, I just ponder. So, you wake up the next morning, what do you do? Let's say it's like 8am, like, you know, you got a couple hours sleep, but, you know, you've been a- you're a bit preoccupied, I imagine. I don't think anybody else would be awake. Uh, well, you hear some noise downstairs. Okay, well then I go downstairs and see who it is. You see Mo. it looks like he's making- well, dinner, I guess. He works night shift, so he's probably, like, you know, just getting home. Oh, Myra, you're home. Yeah, um, I got back last night. I couldn't really sleep, though. Oh, I didn't wake you, I hope. Oh, no, no, it wasn't you. I just received some interesting news from my boss, so I was just thinking about that. Okay. Here, do you want something to eat? Uh, yeah, I'm down. I can have breakfast. Uh, and he, like, gives you, like, he, what do you, what do you want for breakfast? What does he make you? Cereal. I'm basic. All right, he just make, he just makes you a bowl of cereal and slides it on over. Uh, and as he's doing that, uh, Hazimo walks down the stairs and she's like stretching and like she's got dark circles in her eyes because she was probably up late too. Her hair's a little everywhere. Well, good morning, Sleeping Beauty. And she sees you and she goes, "Oh, Myra, good, you're, you're home." Did you need to tell me something? Yeah, can we? Mo already knows. Uh, it looks like 
dad's taking the job on the west coast oh wow uh i'm mo and i are probably gonna get an apartment in riverside here so i can stay here in school and he can stay at his job so so you guys don't want to go i just I'm, I'm so close to finishing with my studies i figure i can catch up later with right that's fair but i i kind of want to stick with with riverside university and so does so does mo yeah myra i i and i'm also i you know i I don't really want to have to work at finding another job. I really enjoy, you know, what I do. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's fair. I get it. Yeah, since you're so close to graduation anyway, there's no point to, like, stop and transfer schools. That'd be a headache. Uh, my boss actually just told me that he might send me on another mission. So I don't think I'll be able to stay here. But I'm going to be out of touch for a significant amount of time. And Mo's eyes go wide. Whoa, that's that is a big deal, right? I lost sleep over it, so I guess you could say that. And Hazima looks a little more wary. And you sure you want to do this? Oh yeah, I was born to do this. Gotta follow your bliss, sis. Wow, you're a huge dork. Mo just goes back to cooking, and you finish up your meal, and it's like 10 a.m. now. What do you do? I'll send a group text, and I'll be like. Hey, can everybody meet me for lunch at Lunar Lattes? All the things you've remembered from these games, and that's the one that stuck. I remembered the coffee place. <laughs> is Gemini so? Is Gemini in this group text though? Of course she is. Uh, Gemini goes, "Oh heck yeah, the one, the one near base." Uh, yeah. I'm gonna say that you messed up, and uh, Austin actually is on this group text, and she's like, "That doesn't. You don't mean me, right?" Whatever, up to you. I feel bad disinviting someone. <laughs> Nah, thanks, but long night. Okay, fair. A half-wake Ruby will be like, sure, what time? Well, it's like 10 a.m. now, and he needs to say by, like, noon. Or she needs to say by noon. Yeah, I, yeah, I was saying lunch, so. Oh. So, like, now. So, let's say 11. Okay. Okay, I'll be there. And then, is Bethany awake yet? I've got a story to tell you later. You didn't tell her about the zombies yet? <laughs> I had said she was asleep when I got home. Um, so you all arrive at Lunar Lattes. And Gemini's already there and like waves you down. She's got a couple seats and picked out a couple coffees and donuts already. A couple bagels and cream cheese. Cool. Oh, that's so sweet. Thanks, Gemini. <laughs> bagels! That's our once an episode reference. I don't get back to Riverside very often, so like, you know, gotta stock up. True. This is good stuff. I mean, Lee, I'm just already eating like an E.T. bagel. Well, what do you need to talk about, Myra? Well, I just wanted to let you guys know that I care about you a lot, and my journey with Union has been the best because of all of you, and I wanted to let you know that I have to tell Ramos whether or not I want to do a new mission, and if I do this mission, I'm going to be gone for a while. So I was really thinking about doing it, and if that's the case, then I, I needed you guys to know that if you don't hear from me, there's no reason to worry. Wow. I mean, I'm, I know you loving being an agent, so I'm happy for you, but I mean, it's going to be stuck not working together for a while. We'll be in touch. You can always text me. Well, I guess not, but you know. <laughs> I mean, I know you're going to have a lot of fun with it, especially for as much as you've been digging this whole secret agent thing. Oh my God. I'm so stoked. And Gemini like gives you a pat on the back and you feel that familiar tingle. Mm-hmm. I knew something big would be coming your way soon. They don't 
don't normally do missions like that unless it means something. So I believe I believe you. You got this. Oh, thanks, guys. And she finishes eating her bagel and drinking her latte and says, I do actually have to go to the West Coast base. Uh, thanks for making the trip a little better. I'm going to let him know that I don't need a vulture now. Nice. <laughs> and she, like, stretches. And besides, I've done enough flying for a little while now. And then she just zoom, zips out. She is so cool. Bye, Gemini! Okay, what do you do next? It's about 11.30 now. I guess I have to go tell Ramos my decision now. Okay, good luck in case I don't see you before you go on your super secret mission. Bye, friends. Am I early? I'm probably early. I'm always early. So yeah, you get into base, you check in, and when you get to Ramos' office, uh, the door is actually open for once. Well, I'm still gonna knock on the outside of it, just in case. He spins around in his chair. Yeah, Myra, come on in. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Have you made a decision? Uh, I have. He looks over at the clock and he goes, Something told me you were going to make this decision before your, your deadline. You could say I really love being an agent. So, what's your decision? Um, I've decided that I'm on board. I'll do it. Let me, and he hands you a folder, and it says, like, classified on it, eyes only, Ooh. hyperact. So official. We have a vulture prepped and waiting for you upstairs to take you out. Immediately? Yes. All right. I assume that, uh, that you're ready? Yeah. He cracks a small smile, one of the rare ones, and says, Something told, you, told me you'd have that all ready, too. Instead of uh, taking the elevator, he actually walks up the stairs with you up to the up to the next floor. Wow, I'm being personally escorted by the director. You get out there, the vulture isn't, isn't turned on yet, but the crew is just, like, walking away, like, it's all prepped and ready to go. Okay. I'm gonna be- I'm gonna have, like, just rubbing my hands together in excitement. Alright, we have all the details in that file. We have this set with autopilot to take you to the location described. Where we'll have some someone to meet you there with accommodations, get you set up with your, your new life. This will be the last time that we're talking for a little while as well, I imagine. Um, I guess so. There's details in there about how you're going to, um, handle sending in reports and information that you that you find out. But I believe in you, Agent Hassan, and he extends his hand toward you. I shake it. And he gives you a hard salute. Dismissed, Agent. And he says that right as the ramp is, like, coming down for the vulture. Okay, so I'm gonna just salute back and then turn around and walk up the ramp like the cool person that I am now. Alright, now there is- it is an autopilot, so, like, where do you decide to sit? Uh, what is it? What is- what's the seating like? Uh, pretty much any of your options are the cockpit or, like, the- uh, seats along the side in the cargo area. I want the view. Alright. There's a button that's basically like blinking, like kind of like, you know, toggle me. Okay. Uh, once you toggle it, the, uh, the map comes up with the autopilot showing your destination, and the engines fire up. The vulture effortlessly rises into the sky and shoots off. And Myra, you close your eyes as you leave your old life behind, and you're prepared to awaken to your new mission and to your future. Chapter 19 On Both Your Houses Part 4 Masks and Mayhem uses Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. The show is written, produced, and given a quick misdirection by myself, R.C. Byler. You can follow us for free forever on all major podcast platforms. 
If you like what we do, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find us, and maybe we'll even read your review in a later episode. This week's episode was brought to you by Harsh Generation, as well as Pope Brandon Brownson. Follow us on Instagram at MayhemCast to see new art and behind-the-scenes photos. If you'll leave us some feedback with the MayhemCast hashtag, you might even show up as an NPC in a future arc. Our official art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by AJ Solomon. Our theme music is by Cloud Road Music. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com.